What's up, Talking Spit? It's Kim, and we're here today with our first off-remote episode, so this is very special to me. Um, I'm very grateful for the people who are here today. Um, they're all women that I look up to and that inspire me, and um, all very good friends as well. So without further ado, um, let's just jump into introductions. Hi everyone, my name is Bianca and I am a senior at Crystal Ray Philadelphia High School, which is the school we all went to, and I'm excited to be here today. Okay, hi, I'm Kiara. Um, I'm a junior at Swarthmore College, um, and I am special majoring in Educational Studies and Sociology and Anthropology. Hey everybody, my name is Makaya. Um, I'm a junior at Catholic University of America. I also major in education studies. I have a double minor in psychology and I created the Africana Studies minor at my school. Um, and so I'm just grateful to be here. All great things coming our way. <laughs> so let's just jump into the questions. <sighs> okay, um, what is it like to maneuver in two different cultures? Um, so I kind of, I think that like my answer for this would just kind of be like, um, I think that I like feel hyper aware in certain situations. Um, so I feel like the feeling of maneuvering cultures really like differs depending on like where I am. Like right now I'm living in Swarthmore, which is where my college is. And it's like a predominantly white community. So I definitely feel more hyper aware here. Um, uh, but like obviously like at home in Philly, um, I think that it's not something I think about as much. Um, so I guess it really depends on like the situation, which I think is like uh, something that you really see, like, especially like when you go to college, like I feel like that's definitely when you start to kind of experience when you grow up in like a place where you see people who look like you who have gone through the same things and then you're surrounded by people of all different backgrounds and experiences. I guess for me, it's like kind of hard for me to answer this question because I grew up in a family where we don't really embrace our culture as much as I'd like to. Um, I've lived in Philly for about eight years and you can just imagine the amount of diverse cultures I've been surrounded with and the constant struggle trying to find where my culture fits into all of it. So while it is a struggle to maneuver in my own culture, I'm glad that I'm able to be exposed to cultures and learn about our differences. Yeah, that's a great point, Bianca. I, when I think about where I live and what I've experienced in comparison to where I currently go to school, I definitely think that Philly made me see how diverse the world is whereas my institution that I attend is not the most genuinely diverse place. Um, and I did not know how diverse Philly was until I went to school. Um, was like, okay, like, y'all don't know about X, Y, and Z, random culture. Like, I'm confused. Like, I grew up, um, I think a religion class, and I was talking about how, like, Islam is, like, very big here. 
um, and there are a lot of Muslims in Philadelphia, and everybody was like, oh, like, that's so interesting. I've only been, like, Catholic my entire life, and I only know Catholics, um, whereas I know a whole bunch of different people who are a part of different religions and cultures, um, and even some people who don't believe in God. So it's like, I definitely think that this city has um, definitely transformed my views of the world um, and really influenced them. And that's a great point. Um, when I thought about this question, I also thought about just keeping up with both cultures. Um, just, it's, it's really difficult when you're trying to learn two different things that's going on at the same time, especially when they're like so different. And it's like, when you're in America, it's like everybody's expecting you to be on page. And when you're behind, they're like, where you been at? And it's like, you're, trying, you're just trying to like be more intact with yourself and your culture. But then like, also like, say you go back home and it's like, you're, you're very American. It's like, I don't know which one to be. Like, I don't know. But. Yeah, something I read in um, basically Africana studies and like my programming stuff um, is this, and I think we read about it in AP English in Mr. Nelson's class. And um, W.E.B. Du Bois has this theory of double consciousness where uh, the phrase is like, um, to be a, a Negro in America is to be both Negro and American, um, one has to sacrifice one or the other at multiple times. And I think that can really apply to this conversation that we're having, that you have to think, what would my culture want me to do? What would me being an American want me to do? Where do I, my choices, what I want, where do those things like intersect? Um, and where do they differ? Um, it's been hard for me, but at this point, like I just be doing me. I've personally, I've just, it's a lot to deal with how does the world want me to, how does the world want me to be, uh, whereas focusing on, well, how do I want to appear in the world? How do I want people to see me? How do I want people to view me? Um, so that's where I'm at. Um, so, yeah. I think that you brought up a really good point. Um just because like, I feel like it really highlights like my personal journey, like from high school to now, I feel like looking back at like who I was, like when I was in high school, especially like the school that we went to, I feel like I was definitely like focused on like how I wanted to present myself like in the workplace or like what was considered professional, um, which like is by like white American standards, right? <laughs> so, um, and so like, I feel like now, the way that I look at it is kind of like being able to like question like one, like why do I want to be like that? Like what good is there? And like most of the time it means sacrificing a part of me and like at, like by sacrificing that, I'm also like being like this part of me is not appropriate. This part of me is not professional and there's really no merit in that, right? Um, so I feel like that's kind of like the growth that I've experienced, which is like, um, I don't know, it's kind of like, exciting to look back and be like you know I'm a different person now and I feel more proud of who I am and like where I come from um it also like just is like a lot of like challenging um standards and I feel like that also is like 
so much going on now that I feel like it's very specific to the times, the way in which like we, we challenge these, um, these standards and these expectations. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, definitely, I think it seems like I viewed myself in that way too in the past, and now I'm like kind of just doing myself. Um, I don't know. Like I'm fine with being behind on on things. Like I don't know all the music, and it's like I do. I do want to know, but part of me is like I can't do everything at once. So just being accepting of that fact. It's like. It it is what it is, really. Um, how can we continue breaking this dominant culture, like just white people in power, white men in power, and if possible, how can we also break these stereotypes of like our cultures? Um, one of the things that I was thinking about um, is really the idea of like uplifting other voices. So like, okay, um, just different people, different, um, if I know someone who um, is really good at like graphic design um, and I know that I need someone to do graphic design, oh, I'm gonna reach out to that person. Um, nepotism is like really big in like like communities. Um, they be hiring their little cousins and like no one bats an eye. And so I definitely believe in that for uh, marginalized communities. So if you know somebody that's like really good at something and like they don't get the credit they deserve, well then, you know, once you get into that position of power, like you should use those people. You should call on those folks um, that you know definitely deserve the recognition and also the payment um, that they deserve. Yeah, I think like, like that's a good point, right? Because I feel like a lot of like what is American culture and like is kind of like capitalism. <laughs> like, so it's kind of like, I feel like a way that I try to kind of like uh, just be more thoughtful is kind of like, I try to be as like, as purposeful with like the way that I spend my money. I feel like, um, you know, I don't think that we can be like 100% like um, ethical with our spending, but I feel like we can definitely be more thoughtful in like who we buy from and who we don't buy from. Um, like I said, like that can't be 100% of the time, especially when you don't have money to be buying um, small businesses, but I feel like when you can, I think that that's what I try to do. Um, and as for like the stereotype, um, I feel like this is kind of like a difficult a question to think about and I feel like um the way that I feel most like accomplished I guess in like breaking stereotypes is kind of like more so in the way that I view other people and not really in the way that I carry myself so it's like I'm being more aware um of what stereotypes are out there because it's like regardless of whether or not you want to like these stereotypes are presented to you at like a very young age right so I feel like I'm very purposeful in trying to be like, okay, like I wanna view people for who they are. Um, the reason why I feel like it's a little less helpful to view it from like the point of like what I can do about stereotypes like on my own culture is because like most of the time these stereotypes are just like false. Um, despite them being false, they are like have like real harmful repercussions. So it's like, 
regardless of whether or not these are true, they have impacts on our community and the way that people view our communities. Um, so it's like, I can choose to break the stereotype and people can still choose to view me under that lens regardless. Um, so I just feel like it's really important for us to think about like the way we view and treat other people. Yeah, that's a great point you made there about awareness, Kira. Um, I think that it's important to educate ourselves and others because knowledge is a really powerful thing. And if we gain that knowledge about different cultures, I think that it will definitely decrease the amount of stereotypes and just increase appreciation within all cultures. Yeah. Uh I really love the way you guys phrased that. I just think like culture is just such a beautiful thing and it's like something I wanna learn about. Um it's it's something you like it's not like okay, I'm I learned about it, I'm done. It's like there's just so much into it and it's so complex. And um it's really like you can see it in every every aspect of life, like it's like from the from the smallest things like food. <laughs> and um, or just language. And um, as for stereotypes, um, that is a great point, just like being self-aware. And um, another thing I like to do, I'm just, I'm just like very mindful of how I think about others. And also like when I, when I find that someone's saying something that's stereotypical, even if it's like, something that can be seen as like regular because there's many phrases that are said way too often and it just seems like well that's that's fine but it's really not and I'm just like hey um <laughs> let's let's try to steer away from that and yeah and Bianca touched the point to the next question about um like just informing others so this can be kind of debatable because we feel like we're obligated to inform others, but at the same time, it's not really our responsibility. So um, why do we do this even when, you know, we're not supposed to, if that makes sense? Well, like you said, I kind of touched on this in the previous question, but I feel like even if it's not our responsibility, there's just nothing wrong with educating others because at the end of the day, like we all learn from one another, one another, and it would just it would just make sense to speak up when we know something is wrong. So I um I am the president of my school's Black Student Alliance um at the current moment, and when I think about information. Um, and like telling people about the black culture and like what it means to be black and all those things. I don't necessarily think about just white people. Um, I think about people who exist within um, other communities as well. And so information can be liberation. And so just because I may not want to explain why I do my hair this way, just talking about, okay, like my hair is such and such, and these are the products that I use, that can be helpful for another Black person, another Black girl, another Black human being who really wants to know, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't perm my hair, maybe I should perm my hair, like, those different um, facets of, like, Black life and uh, culture 
it can be helpful to those people who may not know or grew up in a different place that I grew up in. Um, and so when you kind of think about inf information like that, um, and informing people, it may not just be to white folks, it might be to other people who are on different spectrums of their identities as well. I feel like I'm gonna say it to like every point that it's like a really important point, but like I mean it every time. Um, but yeah, cause I feel like thinking about this question, like I feel like immediately we think about like um, having to explain to someone who like already doesn't view your like other identities as valid, right? So it's like that communication can often be like really draining and it's also like to what end um so I feel like I really appreciated your point about like not doing it for people who like already don't respect us regardless of what um information is out there but for people who can actually benefit for the from this um so I feel like it is really important to have conversations where both parties are actually looking to learn um and looking to grow um but I also think that it's really important um especially people who are like oh like when I like see you Makai like you're always doing something like you're always like out there you're working like you're 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 doing good work right um but it's like really important to also like protect your energy and like to be like you know if this isn't gonna go somewhere then it's best for me to like step back and take care of myself um or focus this energy on caring for people in my community um so I feel like that it's important to have a balance between those things Um, no, but really, I will say this, that it is very important. I don't know who's going to watch this, but if you take nothing else from this conversation, like, please make sure that the work that you're doing, whatever it is, academic sports, whatever, that you are taking time for yourself. One thing that this pandemic has really taught me is that, like, my mental health is important. And that if I continue to just work, 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 I have no time to replenish myself um, and everyone can't have all the parts of me that I don't have. So that being said, that was a great segue for that statement. Thank you, Kira. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think those are great points. And honestly, like, I don't want to connect it too much to the topic, but um, <laughs> yeah, whenever I feel like I just need space away from everything, I kind of just like go back to my music, my Spanish music, and I'm like, this is everything, like this life, <laughs> and it's kind of just like in the moment thing, but um, okay, so uh, another thing. Why do we feel obligated to speak on the hate towards our communities as well as um, hate towards other communities of people of color if we do feel obligated? Um. Not only do I feel obligated to speak on the hate within my own community, but I feel the need to like speak on the injustices within others as well. Because like with all the hate that already exists in this world, I would hate to be the one to spread it even more. So by spreading awareness and just speaking up on these issues, it shows to me that 
despite our differences, it's still possible to come together and that there is still light in this world full of darkness. So for me, um, someone I look up to, which is, um, I read a lot of things. Okay, so someone I look up to is Fanny Lou Hamer. And Fanny Lou Hamer um, has this quote that says, um, nobody's free until everybody's free. Um, I wholeheartedly believe that. And so when I speak up for Black lives, when I speak up um, for Asian lives, um, I speak up for Hispanic lives. Um, when I speak up for the queer community, I'm ultimately speaking up for people who may not really understand how their love really exists in the world either. So I think when you think about it like that, um, you know, it's important to spread that information again. Um, because we all can't exist in this world if there are people who are suffering, like suffering impacts all of us um and it's it's a collective um and I, that's one thing that this american society has really shown me is that we sometimes tend to think about ourselves as individuals um and that's really that can be really harmful at times because if i always put what i want what i want what i want um above someone else's needs um to a certain extent then how can I say, oh yes, I love this person when I'm harming them, when I'm calling them harm, um, directly or indirectly? So that's something that um, came up for me. Yeah, I think it's, um, it really does connect back to like the point of like um, using information as a way to like um, grow with people, have dialogue with people. Um, Cause like also like, I feel like we, um like we have so like many ways to share information and to speak with people um that it does feel like you know to an extent um like this is something that we should be doing right um and also like because it's like also when you're looking to inform people I feel like you also invite people to to inform you and to have conversation um which I think is really important because like we don't know all that we could know right <laughs> um but I think it's also like important to like um, do this in meaningful ways. Like in, cause I feel like also like thinking back to like um, the sum, like the summertime and like all of the Black Lives Matter protests and um, all of that stuff. I feel like there was a lot of um, kind of like reposting and like social media activism. And I think that like a lot of people can like really fall victim to that especially when things are going viral and like everyone is reposting things so I feel like it's not necessarily like an indicator of like you not caring but I feel like it definitely is a wake-up call to like remind ourselves remind ourselves that we should be like engaging with the information that we're sharing um and not just sharing it to share for sure um if there's anything I learned this past year is there's just so much injustice within all these communities. And I just feel like we just have to be there for one another, you know, try to try to understand as much as we can. Um, learning never stops. Um, 
even after college. <laughs> like, there's just so much information out there that um that we can obtain and we just can't because it's like too much. But that, that we shouldn't use that as an excuse to limit um our capabilities. So yeah, I just think like just trying to learn and then speak. And even if you say something that comes off wrong, like I know I posted some things that didn't come out the way I wanted it to and people gave me advice and I'm like, oh, and then I corrected myself. So um, yeah, I just feel like that's super important. Another thing, I was actually talking about this yesterday with my friends, but um, just being very careful with your words because you never know what you say can harm someone else. Um, that comes with the way you also say things, like I just said. Um, okay. See, the, the most exciting question, I believe, um, as we're all women of color doing big things, um, what what do you think is the role of um, like women playing in like this change, like being just out there? Um, informing others, learning? So for me, what I see for women of color um, in terms of like the movement, I think that America has gotten by on the behind the scenes women and like what we now know as like the civil rights movement, for example. Um, there are a lot of women whose names, um, Ella Jo Baker, Fannie Hamer, um, there are so many women whose voices were kind of um, silenced by mainstream media. So now uh, at the time of social media, we have the opportunity to learn about different um, women who are activists um, in our communities. And so, like I said earlier, like uplifting them, um, posting about them, showing them love, if they got a cash app, like sending them money, um, whatever you can to support them. Um, so that way they have what is necessary to continue with the movement, um, whatever their movements are. So I definitely think supporting other women is what's gonna be um, necessary for us moving forward. Yeah, I like the way that you said that because I feel like I was really struggling um, thinking about this question because I feel like every time I'm asked questions like this, like I immediately think of like, um, how do we like, function within like the institutions that we're in so like for example like what like what am I going to do as well from college like nothing because nobody's going to listen to me um so like um so I feel like um this like really like supporting other women and uplifting other women of color um is really important because like you said like women of color black women have always been um in the background have always been making things move making things go so it's like if we're actually um uplifting these voices I feel like um you know we're still making these things go and making these things happen but also in a meaningful way where we're also um like I feel like there's like a lot of like um conversation about like women and like black women women of color like sacrificing things for movements um and I feel like by supporting other women of color um we can kind of stop doing that um so yeah yeah, I like how you guys brought up the idea of uplifting one another and supporting each other because I feel like nowadays, like by being a woman, you're already 
put at a disadvantage because society is constantly looking down on you and giving you these high standards. And to be a woman of color, those standards are set even higher. So I think it's crucial to step up and just take leadership in creating change, especially as we live in a society where woman leadership lacks. So, you know, we just gotta prove these people wrong and let them know that just because I am a woman of color, it doesn't mean that I'm less capable of creating change anymore. I love that phrase you used, um, just prove them wrong. That's something I've been thinking about throughout this whole episode. Um, like we just we just have so much going for ourselves and we just gotta prove them wrong to let them know like we're here and we're doing what you thought you we couldn't do. <laughs> so yeah, and I just think um it's just even though we struggle, there's still beauty in that struggle and just putting that out there, um we don't have to go into detail if we want, but just putting that out there is like that's that could be uplifting other women of color as well like there's so many people that they just go through social media and they see something that's like wow that actually like changed my perspective and that helped me in ways that I couldn't even think about um thank you guys so much for joining me today um unfortunately we're out of time but um this is Kim this was talking spit and have a good one, y'all. Hey. <laughs>